Welcome to this week's podcast of the series, Strength Training, by Miss Julie. We hope you will enjoy listening to this podcast, and please, look forward to next week's. We'll see you there. Thanks. So, so far, what we know is that sin and death came to us through Adam. Yep, thank you for eating the apple, Adam. That was a great job. Got us all kicked out. But what we're seeing in 1 Corinthians is we're learning that life and restoration come to us through Christ, who is Jesus. So verse 15, 23, as I started reading it, I kind of started to talk about how this is possible. And it led us to the whole first fruits thing. When I'm reading this, I'm like, what in the world is first fruit? Well, Jesus came back to life from the dead. He is the first person to actually conquer death by coming back to life. So this is why they call him the first fruits in this verse. Since he is able to come back to life after dying, that's pretty awesome. And so the reason why we're talking about this is it wasn't just Jesus just did this for himself. The whole reason why we are having an entire podcast series on this is Jesus is more than able and capable and wants to actually bring us back to life too. So this is kind of exciting because what we're beginning to glean and see from this verse is that we need Jesus Christ to restore our life for us. We can't do this on our own. I mean, I don't want to be crass here, but many of us have lost loved ones. And we really have. We've lost grandmas, grandpas, you know, we've lost people in our lives that meant a lot to us. And we would want more than anything for them just to come walking back through our door. But once we die, it it doesn't happen. But what we're beginning to understand and glean is that Jesus actually can truly make this possible for us. And I'm like, wow, I really want to know more about this man. And when Paul was writing this letter in the Bible that we're reading, so 1 Corinthians, the apostle Paul, he was writing a letter to Christians, people that really kind of wanted to know Jesus too. They really wanted to get to understand and know who is this man that died and came back to life. And now you're telling us he wants to bring us back to life too. Like, I mean, you have to understand this letter, we're going back like a couple thousand years ago. And so imagine these people didn't have TV. They didn't have radio. They didn't have like movie theaters, the things that you and I are totally blessed with in today's world. They did not have. So all of a sudden, this character, Paul, is like telling these people, listen, you're aging. You're going to die. We're all stuck in this crazy body of sin and death. But Jesus is going to bring you back to life. Their first question was like, what? Like, <laughs> what is that going to look like? I don't know if this is a good idea, Paul. You know, it's really, they were thinking mummy zombie type of deals. <laughs> like Raising from the grave, you get it, the walking dead. You know, they were really like, this is honestly true. Like if we look at verse 35, so we're in 1 Corinthians 15, 35. These were the questions Paul was getting. How can the dead be? raised a life. What body will come forth? Can you imagine what they were thinking? For us, it's mind-blowing. It's like, what are you talking about, Paul? You know, we can deal with it. It's okay that we're going to die. But Paul is like, no, you really
really don't understand. You're not going to be some crazy mummy walking dead. This is totally not going to be disgusting or gross. And so we were like, okay, well, Paul, please explain. (laughs) And so he really did. And I, I really wanted to share this because he did a great job. I mean, as I continued to read like verse 35 through 44, I'm not going to read this whole thing to you guys. I am going to paraphrase though, because it is important. Paul really, like he really did start to answer their questions. Like, listen, this is not going to be disgusting. This is not gross. And what he started to really explain was, okay, think about your garden. You know, when you plant fruit, when you plant vegetables, when you plant any kind of a seed, let's say you want to plant a pepper. You're not going to take a whole pepper a bell pepper that you just bought from the store and go outside and plant it in the ground. <laughs> like you're going to cut the pepper up. You're going to, you know, unfortunately the poor pepper is going to have to die. <laughs> we got to cut into it and then we take all of the seeds out. And those seeds are what we plant in order to grow something new. And so in these verses, Paul started talking about, you know, like even kernels, like of corn. You're not going to plant an entire ear of corn outside. You're going to take the kernels out. Unfortunately, this ear of corn is going to have to die. The kernels are going to dry up. They're going to be dead. But then you put them in the ground and they bring forth life. We have to die first, but then we, like the seeds, are going to be able to spring forth and have a brand new body. And it's still, I know this still leaves us with a lot of questions. And so Paul really goes in to listen. Not all of the flesh is the same either. The flesh we have as humans is different. It's different from animals. It's different from birds. It's different from a fish. It's different from everything. And he said, even the heavenly bodies are different. You have the sun, the moon, the stars. They all look different. And so what has to happen is for us to come back, these earthly bodies that we're in right now have to die, but they're going to come back in a different kind of a way. And so this is kind of what the resurrection is about. What Paul was saying in verse 42 was that, you know, this body that's sown in is perishable and decays. So the body we're in right now, the body of sin, the body that gets sick, the body that, you know, gets weak and ages and starts decaying, this is what we're sown in right now. But the body that is resurrected is imperishable, it's immune to decay, and is immortal. So what in the world is Paul telling us? Well, what he's telling us is, listen, these bodies weren't right now. They, they are going to cease. They're going to cease to exist. They are going to die and thank God for that because they're in a total state of decay. But when we get to come back to life, we are coming back imperishable, meaning that we are totally immune to aging, to decay. We won't see the problems that we have in this body. And when we rise, the body that we're going to rise into lives forever and ever because it doesn't age, because it doesn't ever get sick, it won't grow old, it cannot die. So this is beginning to sound good. We're beginning to like the sounds of this. This is much better than zombies. And so Paul goes on in verse 43. He says, listen, the body you're in right now is sown in dishonor and humiliation, but it is raised in honor and glory. It is sown in infirmity and weakness, 
but it is resurrected in strength and endued with power. So if we're beginning to understand, if we can think of the seed, the poor fruit or vegetable that has to die first, the seeds are taken out, we plant the seeds, and then you get a brand new living, breathing plant. Well, this is the same as our bodies. These bodies are going to die Jesus is going to take the seed out and he's going to plant us a grand, awesome body that is going to have strength. We're going to be endued with power. We're not going to age. We're not going to decay. We're going to live forever. So this is making me really want to get to know this Jesus because it sounds really good to me. I really, really am loving this idea of us having a brand new body that doesn't have to get sick anymore. I mean, praise God. I don't know about you, but I have had the flu and it's not fun to have the flu. <laughs> I'm looking forward to never having the flu again. <laughs> so I'm really liking the idea. We're not talking about mummies or zombies here, no walking dead, no sickness, no illness. And we're actually talking about pretty awesome bodies that I think we're really, really going to love. So amen. This sounds like really, really good news. And it sounds like we're going to be resurrected and fully restored, given a brand new body, totally not in a creepy way. But it still doesn't really answer my earlier question, which was, why is this Jesus Christ called the last Adam? I'm not still really understanding that. So I began to read more in 1 Corinthians, and I got to verse 45 through 47. So thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being and an individual personality. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. But it is not the spiritual life which came first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was from out of the earth, made of dust and earthly minded. And that's what we are right now, guys. We are in these aging bodies um, made out of dust. We are earthly minded. We're living on the earth. Yes, we are. We are of the first man, Adam, right now. But listen to what this verse says. The second man is the Lord from out of heaven. Now those who are made of the dust are like him who was first made of the dust and earthly minded. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven heavenly minded. Just as we have been born in the image of the man of dust, so shall we and so let us also bear the image of the man of heaven." So I was really, really liking this because what I'm beginning to understand is since Jesus was the first one to come back to life, that he was the first resurrected being. He died and he came back to life. And so this is why he is the first fruit. And this is also why he is called the last Adam. He became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. The first Adam brought sin and death upon us, but Jesus, our last Adam, brings life upon us. No other Adam is needed. Jesus is totally competent, totally able, and completely equipped to restore us. So Jesus can do only what Jesus can do. The first Adam couldn't do it. None of us could do it. None of us have been allowed back in that garden. So as I continue to read 1 Corinthians 15, verse 48 through 58, 
it was really good. And I'm not going to read all of this to you. You guys certainly turn to this if you're interested enough to read about it. I I think it's cool. I do want to paraphrase it for us here. You know, Paul is just really talking about how the flesh and blood cannot enter into the garden because we are in this body of sin and death and God out of his mercy and kindness, which we remember from our first podcast was not going to allow us to live forever in this body that's decaying. Like that would just be the harshest, cruelest punishment ever. That would be horrible. And God did not want to do that to us. So this is why Paul is really going in depth here talking about we're getting a brand new body in the kingdom of heaven and we are going to live forever and we're going to be immune from sin and from decay. And it's really good. It's really good, guys. This is what we want. This is what we want. We don't want no zombie mummy walking dead for the rest of our lives. Like, totally not cool. (laughs) That would not be pretty. I don't care how much makeup (laughs) we could have. That would not make us pretty. (laughs) So thank God Jesus makes us pretty. Amen. I really want to know him more. So this is really good news. And um, what Paul is also letting us know is on our own, we do not have any power or ability to conquer death. We don't have the ability to do what Jesus does. Only he can give us that victory to raise us from the dead. And only he can give us brand new bodies. Like we cannot create a brand new body on our own, guys. It's just not going to happen. He frees us all from the effects of sin. Jesus makes us totally able to live forever from freedom of sickness, freedom of decay, freedom of stress, you know, anything that we are exposed to in this world, yay, amen, we're totally free from in this new life and this new body. (laughs) So thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And so we can kind of begin to understand what Jesus wants to do for us. And this does make us want to get to know him. It truly does. But it also still leaves us with even more questions. I mean, I'm already thinking like, how? Okay, what do we have to do? How do we possibly get close enough to this Jesus to make him want to do this for us? Um, Who is this life-giving spirit, this last Adam that we really can't even see? And so I'm hoping that you want to continue trekking with me because next week we're going to get into what's required because it really did leave me with a lot of questions. Like I thought for sure, oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) what is this going to cost me? And I have good news for all of us. So I just hope that you stay tuned. I hope you really enjoy this podcast and um, I really look forward to sharing more with you next week. Okay, bye guys. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast of the series Strength Training by Miss Julie. If you want more from Miss Julie, be sure to check out ChristForKidsMinistries.org. Come back next week for the next podcast of this series. Once again, that's ChristForKidsMinistries.org. If you're local, be sure to visit the Wegmans in Canandaigua, New York. There, you will find books by Miss Julie. Thanks!